I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. Today, I'm talking to Mary, who has gained a very, very small amount of weight, uh, one pound every couple of months. But it has been going on for a few years, and she looked down at the scale one day and realized she was 15 pounds overweight. So we try to think about what may have caused her weight gain. A couple of things we come up with, but what she really wanted to zero in on was her nightly wine habit. She'd tried a lot of different things, cutting back on you know more processed foods like bread and, and pasta, and that didn't really work for her. Uh, I, I still think that she... Um, she may have a, a walking uh, lack of steps issue, um, which we talked about at the beginning of the episode. But uh, mostly we focus on the fact that she does drink quite a few number of glasses of wine per night. And she finds this habit very difficult to stop, which I totally sympathize with because I also love my wine. And um, you know, I think there's a, a maybe a small number, but a, definitely a number of us who will take a glass of wine over a dessert or sweets any day of the week. The problem with that is a couple things. One, obviously alcohol is an addictive substance. So talking about cutting back brings up some very uncomfortable discussions of, well, am I actually dependent on this substance, which is which is scary and it's a very vulnerable thing to discuss. So I really appreciate that Mary was willing to do that with me. The other issue uh, that I've personally experienced and, and also, also that, that Mary talks about is that <laughs> the problem with alcohol and like sweets is once you've had a couple of glasses, it, it inhibits your brain in a certain way so that your decision-making kind of goes out the window. And so it's actually really hard to stop once you've started. So that makes alcohol a very tricky habit to work with, especially if you don't believe you have enough of a reason to give it up completely. And, you know, there's some there's some issues around that topic, obviously. So that is what we discuss today. And, you know, for those of you who who have something like this, I think you'll learn a lot because it's it's our, our conversation kind of goes around a little bit because it's, it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to pin down. But I think you can see the way we go about troubleshooting how to make it work for her um, in her particular situation because everybody's going to be a little different. And I talk about how I was able to overcome this as well and how my solution was a little different from her solution. And I just wanted to give you a little update. Is Since recording this, uh, I talked to Mary again and she let me know that it actually worked really well, some of the suggestions, particularly the one that we talk about later in the episode, which is starting after dinner rather than while cooking dinner, was able to enable her to cut back quite a bit on her on her evening wine. So give it a listen and let me know what you think over at Summer Tomato. Hey, Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. How can I help you today? So I have about 18 months ago or so, I noticed that I was that I had gained weight and I would say probably 10 to 15 pounds and beyond where I normally am. And what I'd noticed is that I, I'm just like slowly gaining kind of a pound every three months or so. It's very, very slow. Um, and it kind of crept on. So about a year to 18 months ago, I was like, I need to start. I need to figure this out. I don't understand what's going on. So let's can we pause for one second? What was happening before that? Were you dieter? Were you... Were you overweight or were you just happy and then all of a sudden things changed? Like what happened? No, I've never really been overweight. Um, I've always been in like decent... I've never been like super skinny, but I've always been just like healthy and like not a super athlete, but just in decent shape and just eat really healthy and, um, you know, love vegetables. And um, and so I had... After I had my kids, um, my oldest is 12. So after I had my kid and my um, son is 10. So after he was born, um, I had about 20 pounds of weight to lose. And I went on um, Weight Watchers. And that was the first time I had done like a an actual diet. And it was horrible. Like I was hungry all the time. I was cranky. I had um, 26 points a day. And I think I would use up my 26 points by like 3 p.m. And then I'd be starving and annoyed. And um, so I did lose the weight, but it was not fun. Um, but it was successful. But then 
so I so it kept I kept it off for three or ish years, three or four ish years, maybe five years. And then um I noticed that like it was really slow, you know. Uh-huh. Um over I yeah, it was really slow. Like I probably was gaining a pound every three months or so. Um yeah. And then eighteen months ago I was like, okay, this is I, this is going in the wrong direction. Like I need this I need to turn this around. Like I, I can lose. I'm fine losing a pound every three months <laughs> or, you know, a pound a month. Like I don't, I'm not looking for like a quick fix. I just need to turn this trajectory around because something I'm doing. Got it. I started like tweaking things and you wrote a blog post called The Power of One that I read and I was like, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Like I'm changing one thing at a time. And every time I would change something, I'd be like, is this... A, how does this make me feel? Um, you know, I don't want to be hungry. I don't want to be cranky. And B, is it sustainable? Because I'm, I, this is a, like a long term. Like I, I need, you know, this is a long term habit thing. I'm not looking to do something quick and then revert back to, you know, I'm looking to change my habits. So, right. Backing up a little bit, did you? Was there any? Did this change, or when you started noticing the weight gain, did it correspond with any? event or anything you were doing differently? Like before we get into the what we've done to troubleshoot it, I'm just curious if it's tied to anything. I suppose maybe when we moved. I mean, ironically, we moved to California. <laughs> or, you know, so it started like, then? I don't know. You know, it was so slow and so gradual. I mean, it's definitely been since then, but I don't know if that would have triggered it. Interesting. Where did you move from? Chicago. In the city or in the suburbs? Right in the city. Yeah. So, okay. So that's interesting because we um, were right in the city. We had one car. It sat in the garage most days. Um, We would walk everywhere. I mean, when I would go to Costco or whatever, I would drive. But apart from that, like we would just walk everywhere. And especially like through snow drifts. (laughs) You Mm. You burn it a lot, you know, it takes a lot of energy to walk through. But on the other hand, I walk a lot in California too. Like every day is beautiful. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I'm like, I walk several miles a day. Oh, you do? That's quite a bit. Do you have a Fitbit or something like that that you track? No, but I walk um, my son to school. And I put on a podcast and so I know the route. So it's, I know it's, so most days it's a mile or two. Okay. So I don't know. I don't um, track it. I don't track the steps. Okay. That, yeah. Cause just when you were talking, like I, I've had something similar happen once it happened when I graduated and from, I graduated <laughs> like the millionth thing I graduated from. Um, I graduated from grad school and I moved. Mm-hmm. And instead of my normal, I would commute walking to sort of my like shuttle stop and then I would do my normal work day and then I would go to the gym. And what happened was I stopped having to go to the go to lab. So I stopped my like, yeah, it was about a mile probably each way, maybe a little less. And, and then the gym was way closer. And so even though I was still working out, I was getting about 5,000 fewer steps per day. And I didn't notice. Wow. And I gained, it was just exactly what you're describing. I like just gained a pound and then I just gained another pound. And I was like, so confused because I was eating better because I wasn't going to lab all the time and like having to like deal with cake and stuff that we always had in that environment. And I was working out all the time and I loved it and I was cooking and I was just like, why am I gaining weight? And it turned out to be walking. That is so interesting. I wonder, cause yeah, cause I, I didn't clock my walking in Chicago and I don't clock it here, but I'm sure like literally the car would sit in the garage for you know, except, except when I had to go to the grocery store and, or, or carry, you know, transport anything that I couldn't carry walking. Right. Um, plus my kids were little. And so we were out all the time with like strollers and going to the park and back. And we were always like out. Yeah. So that's a candidate Mm -hmm. for what's going on or what could have changed. It could. And plus we lived in the city and um, the lots in the city are really skinny. So all the houses are like really skinny and really tall. So we lived in a house that had three floors. Mm. So we were constantly like running up and down floors. And now we live in a one story. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. These are little things that maybe add up. It's it's funny though, because I thought moving to California, like we're outside, 
all year. You know, I'm, I walk my son to school 300, well, not 365 days a year, but the entire school year, you know, yeah, because um, the weather is so nice. So I feel like I'm outside more, but I don't know. I haven't hadn't added it up. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to think about. You can, I mean, you could grab a Fitbit and just kind of see, get a baseline. You could even borrow one somebody's for a week because you can get, just get a baseline of what's going on. Yeah. Plus I work from home. And so if I don't go for that walk, then I, the, the steps I get are like, I mean, I do walk him to school, but if I don't go out for any additional walks, then the steps I get are like, you know, computer to kitchen for a cup of tea, you know, yeah. <laughs> that adds up to like 500 feet a day. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So that doesn't get me very far. Cool. And by the way, if that is the reason, like you don't necessarily have to solve it with more walking, like that's an option, but you know, we're just sort of playing the tweak around the calorie edges game. If it's, I mean, you're talking like one pound every two to three months is really, 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 really slow. I know. But so it's, so now it's, but now after a few years, I'm like 15 pounds up, right? Yeah. yeah. So I just, I need to turn it around. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I was focusing on food, honestly, because I feel like I have a pretty decent, I mean, I do a circuit training class twice a week, once is a half hour, once is an hour. And I do um, Bikram yoga on the weekends. Um, and I used to do way more Bikram yoga, but it's so time consuming that I had to cut back. Mm-hmm. Um so, and plus the walking, I feel like, so I was really focused on the food. Mm-hmm. I really was like, this, I have to, you know, so that's really what I've been tweaking. All right. Well, we can talk about that too. But I, I, I mean, the, the reason I contacted you was because I feel like I, it, it's, it, as I wrote in my, um, in my message, I feel like it's down to the alcohol. Like that is something that I have not been able to, um, to, it's I, I drink, you know, every night I have a glass of wine and then it turns into four and I just haven't been able to, to I've been trying to tweak it, mm-hmm. which, you know. So you've done a bunch of experiments like working on cutting down sugar, bread, stuff like that, right? And then this was the yeah. only one you weren't able to nib? Yeah. So I, um, so I did all this stuff kind of like I focus on one thing at a time. So I stopped eating bread for, I don't remember, I have to go back and look at my like notes or my calendar or whatever, but I stopped eating bread um, and found I really, it was made no difference. So I just kept it out. Um, I removed pasta, um, which I then put, I now eat it very limited, probably like once a week, I'll have a small portion because my kids really like it. So I make this um, tuna casserole that they really like. So when I make that, I'll eat it. But apart from that, I don't eat much pasta. Um, I removed basically added sugars. Like I just got crazy about reading labels and just being brutal about not eating anything at all that had any added sugar. Um, and I've kind of relaxed that a bit. Like I'm not as like, you know, I'm not as hyper focused on it. So I'll eat, I, I guess I just got into the habit of, I kind of know now where the added sugars are and I kind of just don't eat them and I don't miss them. Mm-hmm. I tried to remove fruit and that was awful. I put that back in. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was just, you know, I was reading stuff like, okay. Yeah. I was reading about like low carb and I don't know. I was just, I've just been trying different stuff. Yeah. I was like, no, I can't, I can't. Cause I have like an apple every afternoon and I usually have berries in the morning and I just, I couldn't, it was not good. So that's completely back in. Um, so yeah, and then I tried like more meditation. I tracked my got an app and tracked my sleep. You have you have run the gamut. I've I've been trying. We'll see. So what it comes down to is the darn wine, right? <laughs> like you know, I've been, the, maybe this is all like an avoidance of like how what can I get rid of that is not my glass of my my wine in the evening. Right. So I'm like trying to come at it from every angle, and I think what's left is the darn wine. Yeah. <laughs> That's my advice too, by the way. I'm like, I don't, I could go like weeks without sugar, but like, just stay away from my wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I have, I'll give up a piece of chocolate cake. I don't care. Like you give me wine or chocolate cake. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't need the cake. Don't need it at all. But yeah. Okay. So I just was kind of, I don't know if I was in denial. I just really enjoy the glass of wine. And I was trying to figure out like what else I could do. You know, like maybe I can turn this around and still have my wine. But every, you know, like the advice I was reading about, like cutting out the fruit or whatever. I mean, everything 
some of them said you can't have any wine. Some of them said you can't have you know, more than two glasses of wine a night or more than one, or you shouldn't have it every night. I mean, there was nobody that said you can lose weight and still have as much wine as you want. <laughs> so um, I think I was like in denial. Got it. And so you've tried a few things to try to get this, like to have less wine and it's it's a difficult habit to break. I, I know that from experience. <laughs> you do. Thank you. Yeah. I just, well, first, at first I was like, oh my God, maybe I'm an alcoholic. Um, maybe, you know, cause, cause I hadn't really, so I hadn't really focused on it. I hadn't really paid attention to it because I was like, well, I can just not have my wine. That's fine. Um, And then I, one of the apps I was, or something I was reading, um, I was reading about the benefits of like eating all your meals within 10 to 12 hours and how that was really beneficial for your gut. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to eat all my food within 10 to 12 hours. And I couldn't do it. Like I could eat all the food like the, yeah, but the wine, but the wine would, but yeah. And so I, that's when I really got like worried because uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, I, I can't do this. Like I, it was no problem for me to eat my breakfast at 7am and be done dinner by 7pm. That was fine. Um, so the food or even, you know, 8am to, you know, I could do kind of 11, 11 ish, 12 ish hours, but, but then it was the wine that I was I was just right. Yeah. And, and wine is a tricky habit because well, technically like a, a lot of people will say, Oh, it's good for you. It's like it. And it is like a real, like, like for me, I know from experience, like it's a relaxing, lovely thing. It can be, but it also comes with this like, but dun, 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 alcohol is addictive. Like that's, yeah. that's a fact. So you get in this and also, um, <laughs> and this is the, what vexes me a lot is that, my decision making is amazing until I've had two glasses of wine and then it is not amazing. That <laughs> exactly. Like after well that's the issue is I'm like the first glass of wine is like I pour it and I don't even take a sip. Like it just represents like this is the evening and this is like my me time and this is when I'm going to start cleaning up the kitchen and cooking dinner and I don't even have to sip it. I can it can just be sitting on the counter. Like I don't even need but then I take a sip and then of course, right? Um and then, yeah, and then that turns into a second one. And then I don't care. Then then I'm like, whatever, this is just nice and relaxing and I'm enjoying myself. And then it turns into four glasses. Um, and yeah, as I'm pouring those third and fourth glasses, I don't really care. Like you could call me up and be like, like, and I, I've, I've been talking to my friends about this. And one of my friends said, okay, I'm going to text you at nine o'clock and tell you to not have any more wine. And I'm like, that won't work because I won't care. <laughs> so. And this is like every day or how often is this? So it's every day that I am in my routine. So like my, when I'm home and, and so it's, it's, it's basically every day. Like, um, I mean, I, I went, so like if I go, if I break the routine, like I took my daughter's um, Girl Scout troop camping a couple of months ago and, and wine is, alcohol is forbidden at Girl Scout events. So that you know, so for two nights I had tea and I was fine. I was completely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm removed from my kind of end work day, go into the kitchen to cook dinner, if I'm in that routine, it's a very, um, which is, which is basically seven nights a week. Um, it's, it's part of that routine. I see. So there's definitely a, a component of it that is just the habit, like just the comforting habit, like almost like any other guest I'd have on the show about overeating at night or whatever they do. Yeah. So it's like your way of unwinding and relaxing, but I mean, four glasses is more than ideal for sure. Um, especially that often. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, and it's definitely a a place where, you know, if you can cut back on that, then that is a significant number of calories for sure. Yeah. For sure. I know. So you had, so you don't feel, well, it doesn't sound like it's a physical need at this point. It's more of a mental need. Yeah. It's like, um, it relaxes me. It represents like the end of like the things that I should be doing. You know, like I, I'm, I'm like, I sit down at my work desk in the morning and I make a list of the things I want to do and I cross things off the list. And, you know, when my day is done, I'm like, okay, great you know, I'll be back tomorrow mm-hmm. and I'm fine. But so it's like that transition. And then I get up and I walk into the kitchen and, and sure. yeah. So it represents, it represents you 
having like, I mean, you said it really well, it's your time. Yeah. And it's the thing you enjoy to do and it helps you relax. Yeah. And it's when I cook, I'll put on a podcast and my kids sometimes will come in and I'm like, go away. Like I already talked to you. I already asked you about how your day at school was like, now this is me time. Like (laughs) go, you know, go, Mm -hmm. go color. (laughs) And that's really important for you to like stay sane. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, I look forward to it. Yeah. So let me ask you, so it sounds like there are some obvious benefits from having a nightly ritual that helps you unwind and giving you that time to feel that like you're taking care of yourself. Uh, but there's, so let's come up with some of the the downsides of it because I mean, there there is definitely a chance that it's responsible for at least some part of the stubborn, not losing weight. And I'm curious, did, were you drinking this much before you moved? I don't know. See, I never really paid attention to it. I mean, I definitely was having a glass of wine every night, but I don't I don't know when it turned into this amount because I wasn't I was never kind of yeah, I never have focused on it really. Okay. That might be something to try to remember. Uh, I'm I'm just curious because you know, if it is the cause of the weight gain, it would be associated with it in time. Yeah. I wonder if I could, cause I track when I was doing the Weight Watchers, you know, I had to track all, I had to track everything and I was entering even when I was failing, like even when I was supposed to have 26 points and I was consuming 45 or whatever, I was still entering, I was still tracking it. I was still entering the data. So I wonder if I could call Weight Watchers and get the data. And just see what I was actually like, how much I was actually drinking, because I would have put it in there. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but I'm curious: is there any like, is there any other reason besides theoretical weight loss and just a general fear of becoming dependent on a substance that is negatively impacting your life? Um, well, I thought you know, I thought I could kind of. I thought there must be some kind of health impact. Like, I don't feel bad, and I'm you know, and I never wake up like feeling hungover or, you know, I drink tons of water, I think. Um, and I will stop like it, like I go to bed about 1030. And so I'll stop at kind of 10 because I, I want to like, I don't want to get up in the middle of the night and go pee. So I kind of, I kind of regulate it. Um, but I have friends who are like liver doctors. And so I was talking to them um, and they were like, yeah, it's, you know, it's not good for your health. You really should you know, cut back. And I was like, okay. So, and then I actually scheduled a meeting with my doc or I made an appointment with my own doctor. This is probably in March because I thought, okay, there's so I'm going to have weird levels. Like there's going to be some levels or something in my blood that something. Yeah. So I got my blood. I told my doctor, I'm like, this is why I'm doing this. And she's like, okay, I'll do all the tests that are covered by your insurance. Um, I don't remember what those were, but yeah, the results came in. She was like, you're super healthy for your age. Awesome job. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> like, Give me a reason to drink less. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> so I was like, hmm. Um, but no, I mean, I don't, you know, it doesn't like if I have to drive, I don't drink. Like if I'm going out for my husband doesn't um, drink very much. He'll have like one glass of wine and it will sit. Like he'll take a sip and he'll he'll appreciate it and he'll do the wine tasting slurpy thing and he'll do the nose and he'll drink it really slowly and he'll look at the label on the bottle and he'll ask about the history, but he doesn't, he'll have one or two glasses and he's fine or, you know, or so he often drives if we go out. But if I'm driving, I won't drink. Um, If I have a kid that I have, you know, if I have a kid who's out at a friend's house and I know I have to go pick him up at like 8.30, like I won't drink because because I know I have to go drive. So it can be, I know it, like I can override it. I just need to override it. Right. Well, you need a new habit because that takes willpower. Yeah. I tried um, substituting it with tea and that didn't really work. I mean, I would drink the tea, but then I would pour myself <laughs> a glass of wine. <laughs> it's like, oh, this, I even tried to, I even bought expensive tea. I thought, okay, I'm going to buy like $10 tea so that it feels like it's special tea and I like um, I like that strategy. Actually, it's, um, that's how I would approach it as well. Uh, you know, just trying to find a substitute, like, a, and and being willing to splurge a little bit on it for this benefit. Um, have you? How, do you sleep well? Yeah, I sleep great. 
yeah, I sleep really well. <laughs> I mean, I don't have um like a you know, like my trainer at the gym was like you should stop. You should like take a break for like he's he was talking about he was doing some detox thing. And he's like, yeah, no alcohol, no caffeine. And I was like, mm, I can do no sugar. I can do no carbs. I can probably do. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, just do it for two weeks. And I was thinking, yeah, I should. I should be able to do that for two weeks. Like that should not be a big deal. I feel like that's a lot to ask. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> but like when I went, like so when I went to the. Girl Scout camping thing. I came back and it was it was really not a big deal. Like, and I was kind of trying to stop and be in the moment and be like, okay, remember this moment. Like you just went for a full weekend, you had no alcohol and no wine and no, you know, you're in the woods and it was totally fine. There was no, you know, so I was trying to like harness that energy. But once I got into the habit, like the you know, once I sat down at my desk and it was six o'clock and I got up and I said goodbye to my nanny and it it's such a strong, you know. Trigger. It's a trigger. Such a strong, yeah. It's interesting. So for me, like I've been able to actually finally <laughs> reduce my wine intake. Uh, for me, it um, a couple things happened. One, I got sick for a while and I had the same thing. Like I, I went away on a silent retreat. Like I didn't drink the whole time. I didn't care. Like it was fine. Um you know, I could have self-control when I needed it. I just usually didn't want it. Like I didn't see the point and it seemed like I was happy. But recently I, I got sick for a bit. And so that made, you know, it's like that made it easier to like do other things. But but for me, the biggest thing is I've just learned that I don't sleep well if I have more than like two glasses of wine. So, well, sometimes I do that anyway. Like I'll go out and make the decision to like, you know, it's a weekend. I don't need to sleep that well. Like I can, I can just use this mm-hmm. period to spend time with my friends and not worry about it. Um, I've just, you know, I found that, that I had something else in my life that had, it was an immediate effect of it that I was able to draw upon to give myself the motivation to not drink as much. And then on top of that, I just also just sort of just made an executive decision to like take a couple nights a week off. Just, if I just find myself yeah. I'm like, eh, it's been four days, like where I've gone out, like actually this just happened over the weekend. It's the holidays and like everybody's having a holiday party literally every day of the week. It's hard to not have a glass of champagne or something, but yeah, like definitely tonight I'm not having anything, even though I'm supposed to go meet someone for a drink. I'm like, not just, I'm going to have sparkling water <laughs> like because I just can't take right. it anymore. But like that took some, it, it, t- it took me having a break. Uh, that helped because it probably dropped my tolerance a little bit. Um, and also just, understanding that like my life is better when I put a little bit of a lid on it. Yeah. But we have to find out what that is for you. And it's well, and it's plowing through like it's if I can get to the other side, then I'm fine. But it's getting through that, that getting up and going into the kitchen and cooking dinner and getting mm-hmm. through that period. And once I once, you know, once it's what, what was it? There was some, there was something. Oh, I know we went, I went to a holiday party this past weekend and it was like our neighbors. And so everybody, there was people there from like newborn babies up to 85 year olds. And so they did it, they did it really early. They did it from like four to seven. Um, so because it was dark and it felt like evening and like I had a couple of glasses of wine and then I got home at seven and I was done. And I still had to do like, it was just kind of nuts and appetizers and stuff. So I still went into the kitchen and started cooking, cooking dinner for my family, but I didn't want any wine because I'd already had it. It's not maybe not a good example because I'd already had (laughs) wine, but it might be a good example of like a situation where I didn't want it, even though I was in that exact, you know, trigger like in that exact scenario. But I don't, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like what we need is... It sounds to me like what the problem is, is that right now your wine is your reward. Like it's your reward for working hard and taking care of your family and you, and you use it as a, you know, it is relaxing. Like that's one of its functions and it's, it's a symbol and yeah. And, 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 and as long as it's a reward, um, that's, that's all good. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to just like let it go. So we need, you know, I said like the, if you really want to cut back on it, um, you have to sort of decide what that looks like for you. 
Like what, what would, what would your ideal be? It's actually, let's, let's, let's answer that. What would your ideal be? So I think, and I, I actually thought about this. The ideal would be um, to approach it. Like I've started approaching steak actually. So I read about the environmental impacts of beef and I decided, okay, I'm going to eat, eat less beef, but I really like steak. So I have it like once a month or twice a month and I look forward to it and I, um, you know, kind of enjoy preparing it and I enjoy every bite. And then when it's done, I'm like, okay, I'm good. That's done till next time. So ideally it would be like that where just be like occasional, look forward to it. Don't need it, but appreciate it when I have it, enjoy every sip. And then when it's done, I'm good till next time. So there is definitely a, you want days off. Yeah. And I would like it to just not be a big deal. Like I don't, I want days off, but, and I also, I don't want it to be like, you can't right, have right, this. Right. Like, I don't, I know that that doesn't, right. that doesn't work with me. Like, and that's why Weight Watchers didn't work or, you know, I can't, as, as soon as I tell myself, like, you can't do this, then. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But yeah, so you want, you yeah. want it so that you, you basically, you want to have a different evening routine. Yeah. Or the same evening routine, but with no right. wine. <laughs> like I really enjoy the podcast and cooking dinner and I want that. Right. Really so like you that. have to decide sort of, yeah. I mean, if the way I would approach something like this is like, well, okay, well, what days are the days that you're going to have wine? Like what would those days look like compared to the other days? Like they have to be, be different in some way. Oh, you mean like tweak the routine, adjust the and routine? What I'm somehow. saying is like, so if there's no rules, like if you have just like, I shouldn't drink wine tonight, like that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have in your mind, like if this happens, then like if it's a normal night, I'm just not going to have wine. Like you have to, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like create a vision of success for you so that you even know what it looks like. Because mm-hmm. when you're just sort of winging it and like hoping for the best, like it's just not going to work. That's not how brains work, <laughs> especially right. not your brain. I can tell. Right. <laughs> So I'm wondering, like, you're like, okay, well, I'd like to have wine a couple days a week, like, or a couple days a month. Like, how, what, what's the actual number? Like, how often would you like to have wine? And what would be special about those days that made it worthy of a wine day? I think a couple days a week actually would be re- totally reasonable. And on those days, is one of your goals also to stop at two glasses? Yes, two days a week and two glasses, and then be done. Um, what would make it worthy of a wine day? I mean, I have the same routine like Monday through Friday, basically. So I don't know. And then maybe steak night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Overdrive. That'd be like wine and steak. Um, what am I going to do? Like maybe like Fridays, maybe because Fridays are a little more chill than Mondays. Like maybe Mondays you went off because you just had a weekend. I mean, you know what I mean? Like something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to think about. Yeah, I have to. I I can. So Tuesday evening is when I go to the gym. So that would be an easy like no wine day because by the time I get back from the gym and everything, it's that kind of disrupts the routine. Does that sound doable? I I don't I don't know. (laughs) I think it does, but I I currently um, still have wine on Tuesdays. Okay, but that's an it's a potential target. Yeah, I think that's a. That's like a, that's the first one that comes to mind. It's, and by the way, one night off is a good start. We don't have to go straight from, yeah, not, not zero to 60, 60 to zero. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like that can be a, a start or maybe on Tuesdays is your practice night. We practice finding substitutes for relaxing with some other treat or whatever. Do you think a tr- another uh, substitute with another treat I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to, it's sort of, that doesn't necessarily matter because what you want to do is break the habit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because I don't, like to me, just putting on a podcast and I mean, I I really kind of have fun cooking. So just to have that hour of just like being in the kitchen and kind of puttering about is a treat and the wine goes with it. So it's like a combo it's like a three-part combo treat and i need to just make it a two-part combo treat and be and be good with that i see um oh, oh actually one thing that i realized that um sometimes works for me uh i really like kombucha oh and it's something that i don't drink every day because it does have calories and sugar but it's it's good for my stomach and i sometimes on nights where i 
tell myself that like I shouldn't drink wine tonight, which I do. And sometimes I want wine, but I don't drink it. But kombucha is one of those things that kind of, kind of helps me get over the hump a little bit because it's tasty and it feels, it still feels like a little bit of a treat, just not as, not as bad. Oh, I've never had kombucha. Does it have um, caffeine? No, it's like a fizzy, it's a, it's an acquired taste a little bit. Not all of them. I, you have to find your brand. I like the, um, gosh, it's like got an anchor on it. I, I, I don't remember the name of the brand. Something Aid, I think. But I, Oh, there's, t- yeah, I've seen it all over the place around here. I just have never picked it up. Yeah. So um, it's, it's not, no, it's not caffe- caffeinated. It's like a probiotic bubbly drink. It's a little bit sweet because they have to ferment it with sugar. That's how the uh, bacteria mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, to me, it does sort of feel like a treat. But mm-hmm. I mean, some people think it's the grossest stuff in the world because it also, also kind of tastes vinegary a little bit, but I like it. I like vinegar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, one of the other things I tried to do for weight loss was drink like uh, apple cider vinegar. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> not straight, though. Not straight. Oh, okay. I would do... I would do um, it was like this concoction that my massage therapist told me. She's a bodybuilder and she was like, oh, I drink this every single morning. It had like drops of ginger and some turmeric and oh, lemon. That doesn't sound and, as nearly as bad. <laughs> no, no, no. It was actually, and it has honey in it. So I drank that every morning for six weeks. Yeah, I think kombucha, I'll, I could, I'll try that. I mean, and it doesn't sound like I would, like it has sugar in it, but it doesn't sound like, um, I mean, I'm sure the wine I'm drinking has a lot of sugar. Yeah. I just thought of something else as well that is I've also found useful in the past, especially if you're if it's hard to put on the brakes, and also if your husband isn't joining you because it's it's tougher when there's an open bottle and you're really the only one having any. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. have you ever um, just got half bottles? Um, no, I don't think so. Because that could be like a pretty straightforward solution potentially. For at least for the the nights that you have wine, just be like, I mean, I stop when the bottles get done, and it's a small bottle, so I'm not going to drink as much. Yeah, well, I have I actually have no problem leaving um, a half an open bottle on the counter, like a like I just pump it, and because if it hits ten o'clock and I'm, um, you know, now that I've been observing this, I realize like I just kind of keep myself at this like buzzy state, but there's there's like a higher control because I'm like, I won't get like drunk. I mean, I won't, I can't, I wouldn't, I'm like beyond being able to drive, but I'm not like falling down wasted. I'm not, you know, sure, sure. Um, I'm, I, it's like, I regulate it. So it, so I keep this like kind of relaxed buzz and I stop early enough so I can pee and go to bed. And it's like, I'm like, why do I have like limited, like I have so much control over certain aspects of it and then like zero control over other aspects. Like I'm like, why it's, it's so orchestrated. Like it's, um, I want to use the word orchestrated. I don't know if it's like, you know, I, 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 yeah, I have, and if it's, if it's 10 o'clock and I have a half a glass of wine left, I'll dump it down the sink. Like I won't drink it. Mm. So I, yeah, I I actually don't. So it's more the time of day than the but I mean, yeah, it's still, it could limit you anyway, because that's, I think there's yeah. more than four glasses in a half bottle, you know, if you wanted to stop earlier, for instance. There's more than four glasses in a half no, bottle? No, sorry, less. Sorry. Yeah, I think there's less. I think there's less. So yeah. that, that was just, that was why I suggested it, just because it sounded yeah, like yeah. you were drinking more than is in a half bottle. And I, I mean, yeah. it, it takes a certain level of awareness to be like, I'm going to open another half bottle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, and I, I doubt you would do that, given how much control you have generally. Anyway, just a thought. Yeah, that could be a, that could be a, I could try that for sure. Yeah. This is a tricky problem because I, it does, it's, yeah, it sounds like you've entwined, you know, a, a glass of wine with a very healthy part of your lifestyle, right? The cooking and the podcast listening and the self-care that happens in the evening that you're able to do in sort of a joyful way, which is great. Like so many people are like, I hate cooking or, you know, they have all these I don't have time to cook. And like, you have this like routine or they don't give themselves downtime and you like do all that at once, which is amazing. It's just got good. this little, yeah, no, it is <laughs> good. Little, it's just got this, this little, little extra. It. It's, uh, yeah. That is not ideal. Yeah. And it's tough because it doesn't sound like it's causing you a ton of problems. No, I think I manage it very well, but <laughs> actually, but I don't think, I don't think it's something I should be managing. Well, I think it's, and and it's not a flexible routine. Like it's not like I can just say, okay, I'm not doing it tonight. Because I mean, 
I can't just say to my kids, like, you're not having, we're not having dinner tonight. <laughs> like that, right. that wouldn't, that wouldn't go over well. Um, the other thing I think too, is like working from home and just being home all the time. It helps me forget like, mm. you know, but walking bet- from my office to the kitchen just to get a cup of tea or whatever. Like I pass by the laundry that I haven't folded and the mail that I haven't opened. And so it's very different having a home office. And so I have like a window of time when I deal with that stuff. And then when I start drinking my wine, I, I kind of give myself permission to not think about that stuff either. Like I'll focus on the mail and then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now this is relaxed time and it helps me. So it draws not, a line for you. Yeah, it draws a line. Yeah. And that's not to say that I won't like open mail in the evenings or whatever, but it, it helps me like forget about all the responsibilities of the day, whatever. Well, that's good to know. So it's good to know what benefits you're getting from this, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause then you have a chance at finding an actually satisfactory substitute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause like, if you're, if you're getting a line drawn, that's, that's a big deal, you know? Like, and if you're associating not working anymore with this ritual, it's going to be hard to break that ritual unless you still have that distinction in your head still somehow. Yeah. And same thing with the me time. Yeah. Like those are like two, I mean, they're kind of the same, but you know, the, you can tease apart through various experiments that you can do. Is it, is it about the lying drawing or is it about me time? Or is it about the actual physical relaxation that comes with a glass of wine? Like these are the, these are the questions you need to figure out and then address them systematically. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think it's all of, I think it's all of those, like the physical relaxation. I actually tried, I, I, I know, I know it's a big part is a physical relaxation. I was trying to, um, you know, like I went for a walk, I stopped my work day 30 minutes early and I'd go for a walk and then I'd come into the kitchen and start. Cause I thought, okay, maybe I just need to relax after the work day. But yeah, I'd come into the kitchen and pour myself a glass of wine. <laughs> I tried that. Um, and I tried doing like a meditation at like five 30, um, same thing. Like I thought it would be good to relax me. And then, and then I, then I do the meditation, go into the kitchen, pour myself a glass of wine. These all still sort of sound like work. What do like walking and meditation? I mean, I know they're kind of relaxing behaviors, but they, I don't know, they might be too yeah. goody two shoes. Yeah, no. And they had a purpose. Like I was like, I am doing this so that I relax myself so that when I get into the kitchen, I do not want a glass of wine. Right. Like I was not, I was like trying to trick myself, but myself knew that I was, it was trying to be tricked. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was, it was something that I really felt like I, yeah, it was, yeah, I was trying to solve the relaxation problem in a different way. And I tried, um, marijuana that didn't work. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it had a different effect, yeah. which I, I didn't really, wasn't, wasn't what I was looking for. Yeah. That doesn't work for me either. It actually gives me a worse hangover than alcohol. <laughs> oh really no yeah, I, I won't touch the stuff <laughs> oh, okay no I didn't it wasn't I didn't have a hangover it just like wiped out my whole night not that wasn't the goal I was like I need to be able to function I need to be able to put my kids to bed and yeah yeah hmm um and, and did you say that have you tried just plain willpower like for a few days I get really have I have I succeed like I I've gone into the kitchen and just said like I'm not going to and then I just get I get my bristles up, like, then it's like, you can't. And I'm like, well, why can't I? I don't. You talk yourself out of it. Yeah, I talk myself out of it. Because you don't really have a reason not to. Right. I haven't heard a good reason. Besides, I should. Right. Why have I not just tried plain willpower? I don't, maybe I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't have willpower. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, it, it might work. You know, it's like at a certain point, like you, if you're forced into a situation where, you have to come up with something else, you will. I don't know that willpower is the answer. I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah, if... no, I appreciate that. Um... That's what happened when, when I got sick. I was like, I, there's no way I'm like drinking anything but water and chamomile. Right. Did you want to though? You probably didn't want to. No, I to. felt awful. But, the, yeah, but by the time I yeah. got better, like it was like a pretty bad one. By the time I got better, I was like, I had another night, like, nighttime routine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it was, I mean, I still like to drink sometimes 
whatever, but like, it's, it's way easier for me now. Cause I feel like I know what to do if it's a no wine night. Yeah. Oh, you, do you actually call it a no wine night? No, I'm just like, I'm just, like, but like, I'll tell my husband, I'm just like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> like I'm not right. drinking today. Like it's right. just been too many days in a row and I just feel gross and I just want to sleep well tonight. And I'm just going to just sit this one out. And kind of like what you said too, like if I can get to, to nine o'clock, I'm pretty, I'm like, I'm in the clear. Yeah. So yeah I just have to get through dinner basically. Yeah, exactly. And that's that, like that does, takes a little bit of willpower, but when I know I can have it tomorrow, you know, when I know it's not like for a forever thing, it's just like, I just need a break today for my own good. Yeah. I can do it. But part of it came from like knowing that I, what else I can do? Like, I just, I, I just read a lot of books right now. <laughs> yeah. Like when you get immersed in something and I was also thinking too, like part of it is, um, that after dinner, I don't, yeah, getting through dinner, as you say, is an issue. But then like after dinner is when my husband and I kind of debrief and we spend our time talking about our day. And the, then we have like, he, he's more of a night owl and he knows that I'm going to fall asleep at 1030. So we have a, we have like a window. We, we have like, we'll watch like one show together per night. And he knows that there's a window when we better start watching our show um, before I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And so it's during that show too, is when I'm like mindlessly sipping wine without paying attention to like, that's where probably half of it gets drunk is like while I'm talking to him. And then while I'm, while we're watching our show. Right. And that's, that's more mindless. So that's more like, yeah. Yeah. So that's another, yeah. The the thing that's hard is like, like we said earlier, it's like, it's hard to stop once you've had a drink. So it's, um, I wonder. Yeah. It might, it might not be, maybe the approach isn't moderation. Maybe it's like, abstain, you know, like don't start in the first place. Yeah. Or, or like force yourself to wait till after dinner, mm-hmm. you know, like if, cause if you have it in two separate parts, like it's, it's going to be hard to stop, like do the, have it during dinner and then, or during the cooking and dinner and then stop to watch the show. Like that's going to, I understand why that would be like really difficult, but maybe you, could, might. you think you could do it. Yeah, actually that I think I could do. Hmm. All right. <laughs> we are different. You're <laughs> No, no, no. What you no, you no, no. I mean, start later. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, no. I don't think I could. No, I think you're exactly right about. Um, it would be hard to stop because that's when I don't care. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But postpone it because if I because I know like you know if I if you offer me a glass of wine with lunch at noon I'll be like ew no yuck no thank you um, you know unless I'm on vacation right and looking out yeah so if I say. Yeah, if I can just postpone it. But if I'm cooking dinner at 6 or 6.30 and you tell me just wait till 9 or 8.30, you know, you can have a glass of wine at 8.30. Then I'm like, okay, I think I can do that. Yeah, and like just have some sparkling water before then or a kombucha. <laughs> or some, kom- some kombucha. I think I can do that. I think I might be able to do that. Cool. Then that would get down from like, then because the, then I'll stop at 10 anyway. Right. So then maybe... So, I mean, if I could cut this in half, I mean, partly I just feel like, you know, I'm used to being in control and this is, I feel very much out of control here. Like, or I'm not out of, I don't feel like I'm spiraling out of control. (laughs) I'm death spiral, but I just feel like it really bothers me that I'm not in control of this. Right. Right. But it's not really like enough of a problem to just never drink again. Right. Like, yeah. And the, I have friends who are like, you know, in doing have have been. I have a friend who's been like sober for eighteen years or whatever, and I talk to her, and she's like, "You're, you know, you're fine. You don't need to go to AA." Yes, you know. So people are, you know. So I'm not convinced that this is a gigantic problem, but I think it. You just want to you want to pump the brakes a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a good long term approach for a healthy life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I totally hear you, and I I totally sympathize, and I I'm not. I wouldn't necessarily jump to the you need AA conclusion either. I mean, you know, obviously, like, <laughs> if anybody's mad at me listening right now, like, obviously, if you ever feel like that, you should definitely go see someone. But like, um, you know, the, just a, it sounds like you have yet to exhaust all your options for, you know, just, you know, I think this was a good way to like frame approaching it in different ways that might actually work. Because it sounds like, there's still some more, there's still some things you, things you can try. For instance, I, I do think that, you know, 
trying to do at least start with your Tuesday workout day as a potential abstinence day and just, you know, just being like Tuesdays are my day when I take a night off, you know, and maybe you'll learn some things from attempting that, that would maybe one day spill over to other nights of the week. And then also, yeah, things to almost artificially just put a block on it because it is difficult. Like one of the, unlike sugar, but you can like people actually like you can eat sugar and like you can stop halfway through eating sugar, but it, but alcohol is different because it turns your decision-making off. So, um, so knowing that like, yeah, like strategy is to postpone the starting of the drinking is probably definitely a good thing to try. And other things like that, you know, the half bottle suggestions, things like that, where it's just like, you just limit because you have some boundaries. You just want to yeah. tighten them a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a great. I think I. I think that's a. And I. I think any little bit of progress, like if I can do Tuesday, for example, then it's it's like when you first start a diet and you lose you lose those first couple pounds, and it's just like okay, I think I can do this. You know, yeah. like it gives you that little bit of control where you're like, Confidence. okay, this is a sign. Yeah, this is a sign that all is not beyond my control. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to try that. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking about this. Cause this is a very vulnerable thing to discuss. I know that. And it took a lot of courage and bravery. So thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. I'm, I'm thank you for talking through it with me. I, um, you know, I've talked to friends about it and I, I feel like this is something I just have not been able to crack. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, keep me posted on how it goes. Okay, I will. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.